everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Black Health Podcast. I'm Paula. And I'm Mercy. What's up, everybody? It's Matthew. And I'm Khadija. Yeah, so how are y'all doing today? You know, it's been a wild day. I've seen some wild stuff happen today, but <laughs> it's a good see? Wednesday. What'd you see? This white woman <laughs> <laughs> left her baby in the minivan <laughs> with the too, doors open it's too hot for that that's what i said it's too hot yeah that's crazy she said it was a good breeze outside and she had both <laughs> no, of but the rolling nice doors legit. open the baby was in the the car seat mm-hmm. <laughs> baby was in the car seat Sweating. she was <laughs> her and her husband was inside crock street with their other kids and had left that one in the they car. have a oh, camera God. somebody yes. take the baby <laughs> <laughs> no so it was so we were it was me and this older black guy sitting outside and so i look at the van he look at the van and we look at each other and he's like do we call the police i was like i think oh we just God. mind our business but just make sure no one take the baby yeah, and then this little bicycle solution <laughs> yeah because you know i don't know yeah and then this bicycle cop mm. rolls up, and the ladies that comes outside at that point, and they talk, and he bike on. No, see, no. And no, then we she know. go back inside, and she go and leave the kids still in the car. We know if that was not a white lady, okay? Sounds, Jail. It sounds yeah, like a trap. It sounds like a <laughs> it was, setup. It was something. I don't know what was going on. I was just like, I'm just it gonna eat my like chicken. That. And then you said, you said she had said like her and her husband already had two kids, so there was yeah. one kid too many. And like. then they were like, that kid was sleeping, and they didn't have a stroller, so they just were like, we just go let him rock out in the car. Stroller. I mean, and I'm like, you got three, so like I feel like by the third one, you should have <laughs> yeah. a grip on like what you need when you go out. Or with your you kids. just gonna have to carry care. the baby. You can't leave the right. baby in the, the car. The other two kids were walking, so it's not like. Like they couldn't just carry like how one. How old was the baby? The they had to at least be like maybe like one and a half, two. No, that's crazy. That's young. Yeah, like they were little, and then I saw him like wake up in the car. He looking around all crazy, like look sweaty, like oh, no. it was a mess. But you know, yeah. just another day in Atlanta, I guess. <laughs> Americans are so crazy, y'all. Like, <laughs> being back here, I'm like, what is going on? Culture shock. <laughs> yes. But um, that wasn't our icebreaker. So right. <laughs> to get into our, <laughs> our icebreaker question for today. Um, so this question is based off of another podcast that I listen to. It's called The Scam Goddess. <laughs> y'all should get into it. Um, it's hosted by... Um, this girl named Lacey Mosley. She's she plays iCarly's black friend on the new iCarly, mm. um, the grown up iCarly. She's her friend. I've never seen iCarly. Oh, iCarly I, I, is, I didn't have so cable good. Oh, okay. youth, yeah, that's right. That's oh, right. <laughs> I mean, forget it. Your, sto- your story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, iCarly was good. <laughs> it was really entertaining. But anyway, but yeah, she also hosts this podcast called Scam Goddess, and it's so funny. Um, so she always asks her guests at the beginning of the podcast, have you ever been scammed? What's your relationship with scams? Have you ever committed a scam? So all of those things are, that's our icebreaker today too. Um, so start with, um, I heard Khadijah has a very, yeah. uh, good story to tell us. <laughs> I have a scam, <laughs> scam. not everyone's heard about, Matthew's heard about this, but this grant scam impacted me and it impacted the students of Emory University as well in the broader community. <laughs> and it's <laughs> no, the Emory Migos scam 
Um, so this happened spring 2017. So this would have been, we graduated in spring 2016. Yeah. So like a year after we left. Mm. Um, but so, you know, like at universities, like there's a student organization or whatever that coordinates the concerts Mm -hmm. for the university. Um, and Emory's had like good concerts before, Mm -hmm. like when we were there, J. Cole. Um, J. Cole was yeah, there. That was um, Mac Miller's been there. Mm-hmm. Kendrick. Um, and so we, um, I saw a promotion that Migos were going to be there oh. for like the spring concert, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spring semester. This is starting to come back to me now. Explaining <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, apparently it was a scammer that had uh, reached out to this. Um, Emory like student group that was coordinating the concert series what? and they fell for it and they paid the scammer mm. thinking it was the Migos team or whatever like $40,000 oh, no. to come perform and they started advertising it they had a whole little like oh. video and all that stuff honestly that's such a good scam <laughs> <laughs> that is <laughs> that is <laughs> And you but know, damn. it was honestly, it was probably. So did they of, not? Did they find out they were scammed before, like before the concert? Like it was, well be, it was before. before the concert, but it was after they already started like advertising mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, they probably saw the ads and were like, "We aren't scheduled to be here." Yeah. 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 Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I, that's probably how they found out it was a scam, but. They had to like scramble and find like another act. I thought it was a chain spo- uh, chain smokers. That was mm. the other act. But I think the chain smokers performed when we were there. Yeah, it was yeah, Ty Dolla Sign, which is not that's oh. still good. Yeah, I like Ty Dolla yeah. Sign. He's gonna be here in October. Oh really? Was he yeah. as big at the time though? Twenty seventeen, maybe. I think so. Yeah, I like Ty Dolla Sign though too. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, And then so I was like catching up to see like what like actually happened. And this person, Octavian Woods. Octavian. (laughs) That's a scammer? Shout out Octavian. Damn Octavian. Um, Mm -mm -mm. So they were sentenced um, to four years in federal prison. (gasps) Damn. (laughs) Okay, that was not a great scam. Right. You got caught. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like, yeah, if you get caught, is it still a scam? I feel like yes. It I is. Mean, yeah. This is unsuccessful. Uh, unsuccessful yeah. scam, yeah. Yeah. Kind yeah. of successful for a point. A little yeah, bit. I'm, I'm sure he balled out. With that 40 bands, for sure. <laughs> for a minute. Hope yeah. it was worth it, Octavian. Yeah. I don't think so. Well, I guess he days. should be out by he now. He should be out. Yeah. yeah, we should follow up. <laughs> Octavian was Someone find him on Facebook. <laughs> we got some questions. Come, come to the pod. <laughs> like to we just want to chat. Email engage at blackhealth.com. <laughs> don't scam us, though. No, right, don't, don't scam us. Talk to Octavian. <laughs> But yeah, that's my scam. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So did you fall for it? Did you did you buy a ticket? Um, so it was free. Actually, oh, that's alumni. Right. I don't know. I think <laughs> you, you can still go to concerts as alumni. I'm yeah, not I sure think so. How that works. Oh, okay, cool. We have access to a lot of stuff. Still. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I fell <laughs> for it because yeah, I, why it was not? Believable, like me, yeah, Atlanta, because like, they do so usually yeah. have good concerts. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yes, wasn't Earth Game there that year J. Cole came to? It was it was a oh. lot of good people, yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. And DJ Khaled, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, so 
I'm currently being scammed. Oh um, no! I'm in the midst of a scam. Oh, my no. landlord from South Africa. Uh oh. This bitch does not want to give me my security deposit back, and oh. that's a lot of money. Cause she asked me for like two months of rent at the beginning, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What?" <laughs> but I really needed an apartment, right? So I paid her the money, and yeah, I mean, it was just like a regular security deposit or whatever. So like, yeah, so I'm waiting for her. Like since I've moved, like nothing was wrong with the apartment. Like it's the same apartment. You know, and and then there's like, I mean, there's like little stuff or whatever, but it's not an, it's not enough to like justify Keep her trying positive. to take all my money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like actually none of the money. It's like to me, it's stuff that as a landlord you just have to do when a tenant leaves. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I, I cleaned the apartment and everything. I hired um, a cleaner to come and all of that. And so yeah, so now they're trying to say like. Um, they're trying to say like, oh, it was all this damage. Like she got all these people emailing me, like these people from this property company she works with. She's saying like, oh, you damaged it, you did this, and like they're taking pictures of stuff and like circling in red. Nothing. <laughs> oh no. It's like, what the hell are you circling on it? Right. <laughs> like, what they took I a picture at? of like the light, like the the ceiling fan and circled it. I was like, what? It's the, <laughs> yes, it's the ceiling fan. Yeah. Like there's nothing. Like, <laughs> like they really think they're being slick. Like I'm like, y'all are about to piss me the fuck off. So I've contacted a lawyer in South Africa, oh, and man. yeah. So now I'm working with a lawyer. I must get my money back because otherwise I'm about to have to roll up on her. And I will because I am going back to something. Right. <laughs> like, like, it's not like you're never going back. I'm already back. going back at the end of the year. So I was like, lady, mm-hmm. I will find you. I will roll right. up on you. Like, don't play with That's me. Wild. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So now I'm like in this legal I feel like battle. security deposits are a scam anyway. They are. They, are. they, they really are. Because, like, what you need it for? I mean, to protect the property but yeah <laughs> but like but you're the, just gonna make me pay it at the end anyway right so she was supposed to have kept it in our contract and i don't know if it's the same in the states but maybe but like she's supposed to keep it in an account like yep. an interest bearing mm-hmm. account. Mm-hmm. account and i don't think she did and i think she ain't got it and so that's why she's trying uh, to oh that's yeah, probably yeah. definitely what it is yeah and i don't think she she hasn't found a new tenant Mm. and I think she mad about that but it's like I didn't that's not my fault like right. I left I stayed there the whole year mm-hmm. that was the other thing when we were about to sign the lease I actually didn't know if I wanted to sign it for a year at the time but she, they were like no the landlord really wants a tenant that's gonna stay for a year so I was like alright mm. fine I'll sign, I'll sign a year long lease and then I stayed the whole year and then I was like well I'm not staying any longer I gotta go right. back to the United States <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't think she got a new tenant so she mad Right. Circled. She showed you. I did not break that ceiling fan. Maybe Martin did it. <laughs> maybe yeah. Maybe Martin did it. Uh, Martin hanging from the ceiling fan when you at work. Um, <laughs> but have, then it, it have we introduced Martin to the podcast yet? I think so. I think I've talked about him on here. Yes, yeah, but he's in America now. Martin Woofer. How does he like it? He likes it, but I think he's allergic to something in the grass. Oh, um, I guess, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because sure, yeah. he keeps like looking at his paws, and the Aww. vet was saying he might have like an allergy or something. So Aww. she told me to give him Claritin. Poor Martin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's doing good. He's getting a lot of attention from his family, um, his grandma and grandpa, Aww. and his uncle okay. Dougie. Um, <laughs> a lot of attention, so he's yeah. loving it. Yeah, Martin's like, I have people. all these friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Mercy? Friend. What's your scam? What's your relationship <clears throat> with scams? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> My relationship with scam is very personal, and I feel like it will touch a lot of people. <laughs> I have been scammed by the American government <laughs> and the American dream. Mm, you yeah. know, I was in high school just living my life 
everyone's like, go to college. It's okay. Take out your loans. You'll get a good job and you'll be able to pay them off. Mm-hmm. Real easy. It'll be so quick. Mm-hmm. That's what they told us. <laughs> when I graduated and did my exit loan counseling, <clears throat> Nelnet told me that I would need to make $300,000 a year <laughs> to pay my student loans off in 10 years. Mm. I like that. I said, can I take That's this realistic. to my employer? <laughs> Can I take this to my employer and tell them this is my requested salary? <laughs> so I feel like I got scammed because yeah. now what? I'm not gonna pay that shit off, and yeah. I've accepted that. I've forgiven myself for I taking said, out I those loans. Scam <laughs> <Scammed> back. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Me too. Instead of loan forgiveness, self forgiveness. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have forgiven myself. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I thought I was doing the right thing. And because that's what they told me I should do. And so that <laughs> is what I did. And, you know, black, poor, I, my parents ain't have money to just pay out of pocket to send me to school. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. But I've forgiven myself. I've moved on. So I hope the U.S. government moves on as well. <laughs> me too. And if they are really trying to, they really are acting like they're bringing student loans. Yeah. Like, I keep reading the emails like, girl, stop it. <laughs> Girl. Like, girl, hang it up. <laughs> hang, hang it up, up. Sis. Hang it up. I ain't had this like, shit for three not, years, clearly. I'm not interested. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going like to happen, Like that meme girl. where the guy just clicks the phone, like, like <laughs> no. Get off my line, baby, because, <laughs> listen, boo, oh, I ain't got God. it. Like, even if I did have it, I ain't got it for you. Yeah, like, they're, they're bugging. They're crazy. Too much money. <laughs> I think, I think you can get a three hundred thousand dollars salary though. I believe think that. So? I do. Yeah. That's not the point, <laughs> right? Because even then, like I said, still hell no, nah. not, not paying them t- two grand a month. Hell please, no. fuck out of here. God, that's that what I'm saying. Is, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, so you want me to choose student loans over like living expenses? That sounds crazy. <laughs> That sounds crazy. And we all know what hell happening with the housing market right now. Mm-hmm. This lady said the average two-bedroom apartment in Atlanta was 1200 I said, girl, what year you pulled that data from? <laughs> 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 yeah. Year. I was like, what year that's from? Two-bedroom. Yeah. I said, girl, I live that's in a two-bedroom right now, and my shit is underpriced. That is not even a studio anymore. Like, girl, <laughs> it is nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, mm. I was like, I don't know where you got that from, but yeah. About you, Matthew. You know, I had to think long and hard about my scam. I heard you scrambling before yeah. we started that episode. I mean, I'm just impervious to the scam. You know, I got my okay. scam deflectors on. Wow. Um, okay. But I remember in high school, um, I was on the track team, and you know, we had lockers, and mm-hmm. so you know, I just purchased some real crispy Air Force Ones, Ooh. Lows, and I get back to my locker. No, no forces in there. Oh no! And so I'm, I'm looking around, like looking in other people's lockers, like, "Yo, what's up?" And this, this person, I won't say his name, starts to help. Call him out. And he's like, (laughs) "Yo, who took my, who took my boy's shoes? Who took his stuff?" And I'm just like, "I'm like, all right, I I appreciate the help." (laughs) And then come to find out, he was the one that stole them. How you find that out? Goddamn! Because everybody else told me. And they were like, yo, he took your stuff, man. He ain't never helped nobody else out. Uh, <laughs> that is not his spirit. He's not a helpful guy. Not his <laughs> not um, helpful. Yeah, come to find out he took my stuff. And so 
Wow. I ended up confronting him. He was like, nah, man, these are... Because I saw him wear them. Oh. He was like, nah, man, I just got these. I was like, boy, you ain't never had no shoes. Tell us all this time. <laughs> 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 he ain't never, never had, had no fresh shoes cool. like that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was very bold. It's the, I'm going to help you look. Right. That's the scam part. Yeah, yeah. that is the scam. That's <laughs> Wait, sure. did y'all not have, like, closed lockers with locks? No, we didn't have locks. We weren't allowed to have locks. What? Yeah. What? No, so, I mean, I I was, <laughs> no, when I people, think. People's bringing weapons to school. So. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, um, when I think back to my time in Quaker school, we had open cubbies in the honor system. So we were oh, wow. allowed to honor system. <laughs> we, had, we had locks in uh, Fulton County. Mm. Combination locks. Fulton County wasn't mm. having none of that. Yeah. Not in the football locker room anyway. Mm. Oh, but like mm. your regular lockers, you could have a lock or yeah. not. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Even our PE lockers, you yeah. can bring your own lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same in my school. Mm. Mm. Sorry. That's treacherous. Did you fight him? <laughs> did you get your um, shoes back? What nah, happened? I'm not a fighter. I did take. I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a fighter then. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had a we had a confrontation. Um, and I scuffed the shoes. Oh wow! <laughs> you scuffed them. Like they ain't fresh no more. Right. Jeez. Them, um, yeah. So wow. That was Damn. I'm sad no one talked about them doing a scam like on someone else. Like, no, not are, on, not on camera. Not trying to incriminate herself. Yeah. <laughs> not on the pod. Well, we, we if planned. I would have ever scammed, I would have been a successful scammer. Mm-hmm. We plan. We're planning to scam the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i have a friend i can talk about a friend scam i won't i won't say his name mm-hmm. and then we can move on so uh me and a group of guys we went to a jay-z concert we drove to kentucky uh from atlanta yeah it was like a college tour that he was doing wale mm-hmm. and j cole opened up for him and then jay-z oh. performed oh, it was a great show mm-hmm. um so we drive up drive back he calls his bank. He's like, hey, I see all these charges for gas, mm-hmm. uh, like, all the way into Kentucky. I've been in Atlanta all weekend. I don't know what's happening. And they refunded all of his money. Oh, Damn. It's a great Real. scam. Great. But they yeah. have to get a new card, but that's not that. That's no, not that big of a deal. No, mm-hmm. That's fine. No. And you know what? Fuck these banks, too. So yeah. <laughs> they deserve it. I like it. Anti-establishment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, let's talk about some health. Yeah. Some health <laughs> shit. Speaking of establishment. <laughs> yeah, in the government. Oh, yeah. Smooth transition. Um, so our topic today is about the different levels of government and some recent things that they've been passing, bills and stuff that they've been passing, um, and how it affects our health. So we're going to kind of talk about, like, different examples, different cases, Um that have gone through recently and how we should be thinking about it as black communities um, and the implications for health. So I'll turn it over to Khadijah to kind of ground us. Um, So, and we've touched on policy or like specific policies before on the podcast, but um, we really wanted to focus just an entire podcast episode on policies and politics and how they impact health. So it's this concept called political determinants of health, and it's how politics and policies and those decision makers um, influence our health for the better or worse. Um, And like Paula said, um, at Black Health, we're specifically interested across levels um, how these decisions impact the health of Black communities. 
And um, we wanted to kind of like break it down by just like U.S. government 101, <laughs> which actually I had never had like a U.S. government class or you like didn't have a civics class. A civics, no. Mm. Oh wow, y- y'all know my yeah. schooling was a little different. Yeah. <laughs> How long were you in a Quaker school? <laughs> um, it was like four years. Okay. Okay. So like um, high school. No, it was middle school. Middle school. Oh, middle school. Then okay. high school, I went to a Judeo Christian. Um, hmm. private establishment so we didn't have to follow uh, rules. rules. But also I know at the state level like every state sorry this is such a tangent every state has different um, like public school like requirements mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't right. know like in Virginia if it's required to do that. Yeah I think we had in Georgia's um, like federal government in 6th grade and then like state government 7th grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and then you had to take like a whole bunch of stuff in high school too yep. like every year mm. and then did you have to take that fourth grade class like that my state class and it was like you had a whole book about georgia i was at private school then so it might have just been that but anyway sorry yeah no, <laughs> no i went to private school huh? yeah Paula, you go to private school? No, I was okay. in public schools. I went to a smarty pants public school. Ooh. Like you had to test in, but it was still a Detroit public school. I went to a regular, regular public school. I went to Old National Christian Academy off Old National Highway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyway, in, <laughs> in U.S. Government 101, you learn about the three branches of government. So the judicial branch, the court. And there's lots of happenings at the court level. Our mm-hmm. Supreme Court is wilding out, y'all. Yeah, they're having a good time over there. <laughs> Losing their fucking mind. Um, getting trips, getting flewed out. Uh, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, but we're seeing Roe being overturned, affirmative action being overturned, them rejecting student uh, debt relief that mm-hmm. we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff impla- impacts health. And um, the way our courts are set up, like those people can sit in those positions. Indefinitely. Until they die. Yeah, so it's um, the impact of courts is very, um, uh, can be very detrimental to health. Um, and then at the legislative level, um, the girls, particularly at the state level, the girlies are acting out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, these state legislators. Kind of. Um, between like all these like anti DEI bills and higher ed, um, mm-hmm. I think we'll touch on that a little bit. I think Matthew was talking a little maybe about affirmative action, all related. Um, yeah, at like the um, state legislative level um, to um, legislations um, that are putting restrictions on gender affirming care um the state legislators are doing a lot right now um and then the executive branch so that's like the president's office and the governor's office and our city offices um there's a lot happening um for better or worse um on the plus side I want to shout out, um, I don't think anyone's talking about this, or Mercy's talked a little bit about this, but um, recently the FDA just approved um, the first ever over-the-counter birth control pill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah, Woo-hoo. which is yeah. huge. We also mm-hmm. had yeah. approval for over-the-counter Narcon as well. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, those are positive things that mm-hmm. um, can improve reduce barriers, improve access to care. So those are great things. And did both of those come out of the... <laughs> um, 
executive mm-hmm. branch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, also across the executive branch, um, those leaders can do these things, pass these orders called executive orders, mm-hmm. um, where they don't have to go through um, the legislative or judicial branches or those checks and balances. So um, we've had some positive health protective executive orders come out of the Biden administration as a response to the courts. Um, Really oppressive recent um, rulings. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've also had a lot of backlash at the state level and a lot of executive orders, um, like that man in Florida, um, Mm -hmm. around anti-wokeness. Matthew and I were just talking about, um, there's an article I got to send y'all, anti-anti-racism. Oh, God. So, so racist? Exactly. <laughs> racism. Like, they cancel out to just, like, just like, this pushback against wokeness and anti-racism. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of that pushback is happening at the executive branch level through these orders that governor's office offices can just push out. Um, so we wanted to talk about all that. Um, and we each um, uh, have kind of like a case example that we want to share um, so I'm thinking maybe we could start with Matthew because I know um, you want to talk. Are you ready? You ready? <laughs> you can be ready. Yes. Um, about the courts, the Supreme Court. Yeah. So um, Supreme Court decides major major laws that will then be sort of federally applied um, across our country, um, and so they often hear <clears throat> uh, cases that may start in a lower court, so maybe a, a city court, a state court and then rise uh, to the Supreme Court. And one such case was on affirmative action. Um, and so, you know, you hear affirmative action, you think about education, you think about um, mainly college admissions, but there are a lot of connections that we see to health and health outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so ultimately, a case was brought b- before the Supreme Court. I think the Harvard one was actually by this Asian man. And there's a whole conversation that we can have about mm-hmm. this BIPOC grouping and who really supports black people, but that's probably for another podcast. Um, (laughs) But um, essentially the Supreme Court decided that um, affirmative action can no longer apply to college admissions, uh, which means that uh, a lot of the protections people had um, for historically being um, underserved, um, not admitted, Um, black people not being allowed to go to these colleges, those protections are no longer there, Um, which, you know, has a huge risk for many different reasons. I think first, when we think about medical school, um, Mm -hmm. we know that black doctors, I think, are like 5% of all doctors. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if we don't have black people getting admitted to medical school, uh, we'll have less black doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, and one, that just creates an environment where, you know, white people, non-black people are reaffirming their biases in these schools, mm-hmm. creating, you know, doing more harm. We're on a whole project right now trying to understand, trying to reduce bias in the healthcare mm-hmm. setting, specifically mm-hmm. by targeting medical schools. Mm-hmm. But if you don't mm-hmm. have black people in those contexts providing those perspectives, then we're just going to have people going in thinking that black people have thicker skin or don't mm-hmm. feel pain or any number of things. And mm-hmm. so, yep. you know, it just creates an environment in the actual schools where people aren't learning about the communities that black people come from. Um, and then secondly, once they leave that school and become physicians, um, <clears throat> we know that black people 
Um, and really, all people prefer to see physicians of their same race. Mm -hmm. They have better outcomes. They rate the experiences as higher quality care. Um, and so what we'll see, I think, is just more disparities, mm -hmm. right? We'll go to, we'll have interactions once we get into these uh, clinical settings uh, where, you know, bias will exist. We won't be treated fairly. Um, and we'll just have poorer experiences and we won't be believed when we go, go to these uh, physician offices. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, this is going to have a, a really a long-term impact. I think there's going to be a mm -hmm. huge lag before we actually see it. Mm -hmm. But I do think the reduction potentially in the number of black doctors coming out of medical schools is going to have, medical schools, excuse me, is going to have um, a really huge impact on our experiences with healthcare systems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful, like, I'm hoping that schools will kind of figure out ways to get around this. It mm -hmm. sounds like... Um, I think Harvard has kind of released some statements about, yeah, like we'll follow the rule because it's it's like you just can't consider race, but mm -hmm. you can consider race emission. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but you can consider other factors. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You can use proxies for race, mm -hmm. but I mean it's definitely still going backwards. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when racism is what's happening, what's functioning here as the problem, then you know, to have to ignore race um, and right. the impacts of racism on certain communities um, is, yeah, that's going in the opposite direction than where we want to go. Um, but hopefully, I you know, people at these schools, I hope that they will figure out other ways to kind of ensure that um, black and other marginalized students like still get, mm -hmm. you know, get into the schools to help mitigate these issues. Mm -hmm. But knows it might be some schools do it and some schools don't and so yeah yeah i yeah. can't trust these institutions yeah absolutely. yeah i think that like we honestly the whole reason why hbcus was created like it's just being revitalized like okay we got to start going back to these institutions yeah. that were created for us to go to because once again they don't want us at their schools yep so go to hbcus y'all <laughs> yeah yeah and you know khadijah mentioned that article about anti-anti-racism and i think what we're actually seeing and this art the article mentioned it is that there's this notion among um, a large swath of white people that um racism is over mm -hmm. right yeah that, mm -hmm. you know all racism really exists in small pockets mm -hmm. and we even see that in some of the interactions we have with people who come to us for workshops right mm -hmm. they're really looking at how do I teach my staff to not be racist at an individual level mm -hmm. um, rather than thinking through the structures that have an impact um, on race and racism? And so I think once we <clears throat> I think what we'll have a challenge with going forward is really, you know, convincing people that structural racism is still an issue and still mm -hmm. exists. Um, because we are seeing a, a lot of a lot of pushback on that. They're like, oh, there's like a few people that are racist, but they don't have any power. Mm -hmm. It's not really real. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think we'll have to we'll have to think strategically about that, you know. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say that like I've also been seeing this conversation about how like white people are now oppressed and mm -hmm. marginalized because everyone's so woke mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I hate that they're using woke like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they don't use it right. <laughs> it's, it's the worst. I hate that they they've taken that term from us. Me too. Like they take everything. Mm. Yeah. Mm. One last point that I will bring up on that Supreme Court decision is that, you know, just not medical students are going to be medical school students are going to be affected. We know that, you know, uh, there are strong linkages between well-being and like economic mobility. And so 
Um, oftentimes, wealthier people, people who have money, are able to access more health resources. They live in neighborhoods that you know cater to their health a bit more. Um, and college is still one of the primary mechanisms for people to get um, additional money, mm-hmm. bring bring themselves out of poverty. And so, by limiting again the number of Black people who are able to go to college because mm-hmm. of affirmative action, I think we'll also see. Um, less people be able to afford things like insurance, get a job where they can get insurance because insurance is tied to your employment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think widely we'll see across uh, demographic folks who are unable to be employed to you know move a- along the mm-hmm. ladder that is capitalism mm-hmm. um, that we'll just see you know bad health effects or negative health effects because of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know this is you know really. Um, a potential issue that could have some long-term effects um, for black folks. But I do think, um, again, seeking out those institutions that are for us, that are built for us, are going to be really important. And then continuing to, you know, organize and and advocate for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And Marcy, I know um, you also had a topic related to the courts and reproductive health. Did you want to talk about that? Yes. I'll just touch on it. I know we've talked about this before on the podcast and we talk about it just like often in general, but mm-hmm. obviously, you know, Roe v. Wade was overturned. So there's like a federal ban on like abortions. Mm-hmm. And so they basically have left it up to the states to decide how they want to proceed with that. And so the issue is a lot of Southern states, of course, it's always the Southern states. <laughs> um, <laughs> have very strict bans on abortions. A lot of them have criminalization that comes along with it for the physician and for the person seeking services or for anyone who helps them seek services. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the whole thing is just ridiculous because we know that like banning abortions isn't going to stop abortions. It's right. just going to stop safe abortions. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to start having more back alley abortions back before Roe v. Wade. And we know that it's going to have a burden on black women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's um, going to, we're going to see higher rates of morbidity and mortality rate related to pregnancy because now women are going to be forced to carry pregnancies that they may have not gone through with. Mm-hmm. Um, then that then causes a burden on an already existing, exhausted healthcare system Mm -hmm. like my doctor told me the other day that like right now the hospital is probably like the least safe place you could be because of burnout lack of resources tons of things wow um there's obviously there's going to be negative economic consequences Mm -hmm. because if you have someone who's already living in poverty now they have a child that is now going to be growing up in poverty and it's just going to continue the cycle um and then also you have like this whole now criminalization aspect of it mm-hmm. um, which again we know criminalization of any type is always going to disproportionately black and brown communities mm-hmm. so yeah it's just really you know again we see that there was a study that found that um, a total abortion ban in the U.S. would increase the number of pregnancy related deaths for black women by 33% mm-hmm. wow. oh that's horrible yeah that's scary very scary it's, it's like <laughs> We're already, black women are already three to four times more likely to die. So you're just going to toss on another 33% of black women mm-hmm. on top of that. Um, and, you know, there's also studies for the economic impact that, you know, women who will have more financial debt because now you have 
these hospital bills from having this pregnancy, from mm-hmm. having a child. Yeah. Like that is expensive. If you weren't, <laughs> if you weren't ready or yeah, yeah, if you're not planning ready. that for your life, yeah. You know, and so it's really um, a topic where you have these people in Supreme Court who you said can be there until they die. Mm-hmm. Why I don't think you should be able to be in any job that long. Like, <laughs> I'm questioning your decision making skills at that age because yeah. I mean, like your brain, it doesn't work the same. And they literally stay there till they die. Literally yeah. till they, they die. They look like they on deathbed. <laughs> some of them looking real mm-hmm. decrepit. I feel like I've told you guys like my whole thing. Like this is a conspiracy. Like it's <laughs> it's like literally like they're all in cahoots. Like the yeah. that's what they're finding out. Like these Supreme Court justices that have been having all of this stuff, these schooling and vacations funded mm-hmm. by these like you know secret donors and stuff like that. Like these people have an agenda and their agenda is to oppress society yeah. as much as possible. You know, all the people who are not at their echelon, their level, mm-hmm. like they want them to be oppressed. They want them to be unhealthy. They want them to not have agency. Um, they want women to continue having babies so that they can't be in the workforce. They can't make money, things like that. And so that they can just build this underclass. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. all that they want. They want to keep their underclass to fill their factories mm-hmm. and, you know keep keep their billionaire status like to keep going you know with that like they want their consistent like that's what capitalism yeah, is right yeah. like they want to be able to just continue to profit off of the labor of other people and they need those people so us having choices and when we give birth and yeah. things like that means like that's less people for them to like use for their you know mm-hmm. fill mm-hmm. their pockets basically yeah. so yeah because this is all coordinated access yeah to all of this stuff that they're banning for everyone else Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you shouldn't, you are supposed to be a representative of the people mm-hmm. and you're serving your own best interest because all the men up there, they will never have to make the decision to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Right. And for when people say, oh, I'm against it, that's great. Don't have one. You can't impose your beliefs onto someone just like I can't oppose mine onto you. Mm-hmm. So it's just like. It is a normal medical procedure. That's like yeah, saying like, I'm against sit stitches. Like <laughs> it's just not. It's not even the fact that we are even debating it as a moral issue is part of the right conspiracy. Way. Yeah, <laughs> like seriously. I yeah, agree. because it even impacts women who have miscarriages because the mm-hmm. procedure to remove the fetus that has deceased has died is an abortion yeah Yeah. and so that even impacts women being able to get that like doctors have said they've been scared to do that i was Mm -hmm. reading an article where a woman said that she was forced to like carry her dead baby inside of her for like two weeks because they wouldn't they couldn't do the procedure and it's like that can cause her health issues because you have this non-living being in your body now Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm so it's just like what what there is no benefit to doing this outside of people just trying to stroke their own egos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not what this is about. So to your point earlier, Khadija, you know, the executive branch, President mm-hmm. Biden, has signed a few executive orders um, to make access to contraception easier since mm-hmm. we can know, you know, abortion access has suffered. So mm-hmm. if we can have at least access to contraception, then hopefully we can prevent pregnancy and won't be need to seek mm-hmm. abortion services. And so it is a good thing that like we do have this new over the counter birth control, mm-hmm. which is great because we know a lot of times like even getting to the doctor to get a prescription for birth control and then going to the pharmacy, mm-hmm. that can all be a toll and be a lot of barriers for someone. 
So if you can just walk into the pharmacy, get what you need, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And it's also like it's a burden on the health system because like, you know, there's this app I forgot. Nurks is what I've used because I've used mm-hmm. that app to like mm-hmm. get birth control like through the app or whatever. But you still have to have like this fake appointment with the doctor like it's not fake it's a real appointment but the doctor's just like hey hey i want birth control okay (laughs) so i was like just wasting all of our times like i've been saying like why couldn't i just go get this like you know over the counter you know it's not that big of a deal emergency contraception yeah but i know they're going to start attacking that next because i've already heard talks that like glp is like trying to come yeah. down on birth control and condoms. And I'm like, so what? So what? Yes, to your point. They just no, that, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> they want you to have children. <laughs> like, that they you can't want afford. Us. Yes, exactly. And they try to like wrap it up in this Christian. Y'all seen that documentary? Assistance. It's a documentary on YouTube how it's like a small Christian group that runs our entire country. I mean. The, can't you tell? I was just saying. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> like seriously. It, it was actually scary. I was like, What? Like, I feel like yeah. you know, all need, like, little, little koofies right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Mercy X. <laughs> Why does that fan remind me of Nancy Pelosi? You remember Summer 2022? Oh, yes, girl. Where they had on the Kente mask of the Kente Clouds, yeah. and they were kneeling. Was that Juneteenth? I don't it? know. Black History Month. Performance. Yeah. One of those. One of those. Oh, real quick. I was going to ask, do you, know, do you know which birth control it is? That's, that's, um, I think it's like a new one. It's a new one. It's one that brand. I haven't okay. heard of before. Okay. So mm-hmm. I think it's new because I think that I don't think it's as much hormone that's in like an over-the-counter birth control. Or prescription. Or prescription. Yeah. Prescription. Okay. Okay. I see. My bad. Oh, uh, okay. That's in like a prescription birth control, which is good because like. I know my OBGYN is always an advocate for like low hormone mm-hmm. birth control because we just really don't know the long term impacts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of what birth control is going to do to black women, mm-hmm. particularly. Even though I think fibroids and birth control, I think that shit's connected. Mm. That's your scientific. <laughs> <laughs> Your spidey senses are Me. telling you. Yeah. I, I think it's perms, but maybe not. I mean, probably. You said perms? Yeah. That's what I they're mean, saying. Like, yeah. Relaxers. Well, Relaxing your yeah. hair. And pa- Paula, me and Paula have been starting to engage more with, like, um, <laughs> uh, the impact of, like, endocrine. Um, uh, disrupting. Disrupting. Chemicals. chemicals. Yeah. yeah. So you there you go. There you go. And so those yeah. relate to hormones. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. those do then impact. Um, like fibroids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to your point, Paula, in terms of just the conspiracy and all that stuff, <laughs> um, I do think it's important to note that for both affirmative action and Roe, and both of those being overturned, that that didn't just happen overnight. This is something that, like Paula, you mentioned, these like conservative small groups have been working towards for decades. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And so the case at Harvard, the case at UNC, the case that they put forward for Roe, like where um, they're just like uh, case like cases that these groups like mm-hmm. use, but because and, the courts and put money are mm-hmm. yeah, put the money behind, but because the court is the current structure it is and you know lots of people advocating for abolishing the courts um mm-hmm. it's the perfect time for them to pass all these things they've been waiting for decades yeah. to pass i mean that's why 
the orange man got elected because he was the one who came up in there and threw all them people on the Supreme mm-hmm. Court so that yeah. they could make That's his, decisions. like, biggest legacy. That is. Yeah. It's literally going to have many, decades two long or implications. Three? Two, I believe. Two. two. yeah. And then they didn't let Obama... That was crazy. <laughs> but even, like, the um, local courts, I think he's appointed yeah. most mm-hmm. local courts ever mm-hmm. by a president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the courts... A hot mess. Yeah. A hotness. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I did want to pivot a little bit. Um, so we've been talking about the courts um, a bit and kind of those, like, um, at the federal level, how that impacts um, folks in states. But I want to get super local um, and talk about Atlanta mm. and what's been happening here mm. um, and talk about the Stop Cop City movement. Ooh. Have y'all heard? Yes. Are you <laughs> engaged, <laughs> familiar? Yes. Y'all sign that petition. Yeah. Stop Cop that, City. Yeah, Stop Cop City. Um, so for folks that aren't from Atlanta or that aren't aware, um, we did want to give a little bit of a primer and then connect it all back to health. Um, so currently the city of Atlanta is um, proposing, has a proposed investment of over $90 million for a police training facility um, that we are calling Cop City. <laughs> um, and um, this um, uh, proposed um, police training facility um, is really kind of a perfect case example of the convergence of um, state-sanctioned violence and police violence, racial violence, um, environmental racism, um, uh, capitalism, <laughs> racial capitalism, um, and just like decades of disinvestment, displacement in black communities in Atlanta. Um, and so in terms of the kind of police violence, state-sanctioned violence piece, um, Atlanta, um, even though we're kind of known as a black mecca and we have black um, leaders um, mm-hmm. across decision-making levels from the legislative side to our city council to the governor's office, um, we also have one of the most extensive carceral systems in the entire country. <laughs> um, I don't know. This is not funny, but it's just, it gets me excited because it's just so, it's so much. It's so much done back. But um, mm-hmm. so did y'all know Atlanta's the most surveilled city in the entire country? I actually we didn't have, know uh, that. Didn't. We have more cameras watching us than anywhere than else. Than anywhere else in this yeah, entire Yeah, I think it like four or five years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's hella cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, in addition to, despite all this rah-rah during 2020 around, um, you know, folks really advocating for defunding the police, our police budget has expanded. Um, actually, <laughs> t- maybe today, we'll follow up, but um, the Fulton County Commissioner's are opposed to approve a $1.7 billion um, new jail to replace Fulton County jail. Yeah. No, I knew yeah. they were going to do that yeah. because they done built them $700,000 condos that's mm-hmm. overlooking Rice Street. And you can't, them white people don't want to look at Rice Street in their backyard. Mm-hmm. I knew they were going to fucking do that. 
Okay, I'm sorry. So yeah. they're getting rid of that jail and moving it somewhere else? They're like yeah. getting rid of the Yeah, they're going to yeah. build a new one. A whole new swanky, yeah. swanky mm-hmm. brand new jail. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even like it. with that current, <laughs> the current Fulton County jail, there's been um, very public um, recent incidences of um, uh, people like dying there yeah. <laughs> from mm-hmm. the like um, awful and inhumane conditions. Yeah. Um, I don't believe that bed bug story though. Yeah, they said they someone him. died of bed bugs. They said the bed bugs like nah. killed him, and I'm like, nah. I ain't never did that. Nah, and I mean, how that. horrible were the bed bugs then? Because that's also just human rights violations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, all the human rights violations yeah. in jails. People, um, human sad. beings die in jails all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Abolition. Um, anyway, um, and then. Um, uh, as it pertains to Cop City, even though it hasn't been built yet, there's already been um, someone who was murdered, yep. um, Tortuguita Tehran, who's a queer, indigenous Venezuelan forest defender. Um, and they um, were mor- murdered by the police, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. defending um, the forest against the building of Cop City. Um, so... Um, all the state sanction kind of um, uh, carceral violence there. Um, but this is also really important because this is an environmental racism issue. Yeah. Um, so in order to um, build Cop City, it would require the, dest- oh, I cannot speak, destruction of over 381 acres of forest land um, uh, in the Walani Forest, which is known as the lungs of the city. So Atlanta mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. boasts about all of the trees we have the city of trees and how important city that is to our, yeah our ecosystem um but we have um our leadership actively um wanting to destroy those trees um and also the location of where they're trying to build it is in a majority black um uh, area deeply disinvested area in DeKalb County that's mm-hmm. already surrounded by um carceral facilities like we just talked about um industrial waste producing sites so um uh atlanta um across georgia but um, specifically in atlanta we have um epa designated um hazardous sites um still here that are polluting um the environment and disproportionately impacting black communities that live near them um there's our (laughs) shooting range um in that area Mm. um and that forest um, is um, home to one of the 10 most endangered rivers in the U.S., kind of in that area. Um, so this um, destroying that forest land and the environment um, around it is directly going to impact um, air, land, and water pollution, um, flooding. Mm-hmm. And for folks that aren't in Atlanta, um, flooding is awful here flash flooding yeah it's been bad lately with these storms too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's like climate yeah yeah, climate catastrophes already happening but trees are there to help yeah (laughs) with a lot of of a buffer yeah we need all the trees we can get yeah um and just in general destroying like safe green spaces that we know are health promoting um for um a police playground is (laughs) <laughs> problematic um and so mm-hmm. all of these convergences um have an impact on downstream 
health outcomes and disproportionately will impact black poor folks in Atlanta. Um, so from the kind of environmental side, um, again, the destruction of that forest um, will um, impact kind of pollution and flooding and all that stuff. And we know that um, there's a link between um, pollutant and um, cancer. Um, yeah. And at Black Health, we've been doing a lot of work around um, cancer disparities and um, kind of our environmental conditions um, directly impacts um, our exposure to pollutants that can worsen um, our cancer outcomes. Um, and also in terms of like respiratory conditions like mm -hmm. asthma, where black folks already experience really drastic disparities mm -hmm. in terms of um, uh, uh, asthma um, incidents and hospitalizations and deaths mm -hmm. um, destroying uh, green space is destroying fresh trees, air. fresh air, <laughs> um, is directly going to impact, um, uh, our health, um, from that side. Um, and then there's a lot of research coming out about the impacts, um, the health effects of police violence, how police oh, violence good. negatively impacts our health. Um, so from like the mental health side, um, just, uh, surveillance and over-policing, um, increases our stress levels, our anxiety levels, cortisol. Mm -hmm. um, it's trauma. Like, yeah. it's yeah, traumatic. I can see that. Um, you never relax me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I could definitely see that, like, since, you know, living in South Africa, like, I tell my friends in Johannesburg all the time, like, you guys just don't know. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah, the police are here and they're annoying. They can, they'll bribe you or they'll take bribes and stuff like that. So they're corrupt in some ways, but they're just not like it's, all that it's surveillance. Yes. Yeah. All that stuff. Like, it's just not on that level. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it, and it just feels different. Like mm -hmm. it really does. Feel, even like, since I've gotten back, I'm mm -hmm. like always like, Oh God, this big ass police car. Like, like yeah, like just very intimidating. I, had a cop ride past me. I was walking down the street in my neighborhood the other day, cop drove past and he was like slow creeping. So at first I'm like, who is this slow creeping behind me? And then I see, Oh, it's ADD. That's weird. He drives by, then he busts a U-turn, oh, slow no. creeps back up again, kind of stops in front of me and looks at me, then drives down, busts another U-turn. I was like, okay, see, if this was a regular car, I would have been bolted by now. Mm -hmm. But yeah. like, I definitely would have ran. I'm like, why is he being weird? Like, what the fuck Out is going there. on? Like, yeah. I'm just walking he to my car. He's trying to fuck with you or something. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's all, but you, like you said, Paula, like you can feel the police presence. Mm -hmm. Like you see it, you feel it. Um, and that increases your, you're always on. Yeah. Alert. Alert. I did not yeah. feel safe with him riding next to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> you making me nervous. Yeah. Um, so those are some of the mental health, um, effects. And then in terms of physical health, um, there's, um, some recent, um, studies that show that, um, uh, police violence um, and just police presence um, is linked to cardiovascular um, mm. disparities and poor cardiovascular health, which makes sense because, you know, stress. Yeah, stress is um, linked to that. Blood yeah, pressure. it's directly linked to that. Yeah. Um, there's also been studies that have linked um, police violence to adverse birth outcomes mm. and really connected um, 
uh, for black, yeah, black birthing people, how that impacts that. Mm-hmm. And again, stress, mm-hmm. yeah, um, negatively, negatively impacts um, our birth outcomes. And then in terms of physical health, um, being murdered, right. <laughs> literal yeah. violence, yeah, literal physical violence, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is um, we wanted to bring this up because. Um, you know, police violence, um, environmental racism, these are health justice issues. Um, and Cop City and the building of it is a health justice issue. And it's so much damn money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Which uh, also could be spent, invested into housing, housing, healthcare, healthcare schools. Right. So many. <laughs> So we have a list, <laughs> a long list besides building Cop City and that new fucking jail. Yeah, things that are actually going to improve communities, improve yeah. people's health. Mm-hmm. Because we know what works. We know that having social services mm-hmm. helps mm-hmm. communities thrive. But instead, we invest <clears throat> in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a no. Yeah, and they're saying part of the Cop City stuff is that, like, it's just going to be a training ground for, like, police all over the country to come and play with all the surveillance that, you know, they have access to here in Atlanta mm-hmm. and see how they're going to actually start um, stopping protests, like organized action mm-hmm. and stuff. So they're just, they're kind of now planning kind of like for the revolution, I guess, that they're expecting to happen as they continue to further oppress um, us. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they're they're bulking up, getting their police force all trained up and ready to beat our asses in the streets <laughs> when the time comes. <laughs> and mean, has been is. coming. It's been yeah, coming. Been like, here. Yeah, they're preparing for something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. police state, hello, is that So you? who knows? They're going to probably have all types of drones and Oh, yeah, little fucking robots okay. and sh- <laughs> no, like, like nah, they full of drones shit. that look like bugs <laughs> or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to uplift that. Um, even though all this awfulness <laughs> around <laughs> Cop City is happening, there's been a very um, intense um, movement um, happening around stopping Cop City. Um, both at the local level. So um, residents in Atlanta, around Atlanta, have really um, come together. Like folks that are really engaged in the environmental justice side have been advocating against it from that that point of view. Folks that are on kind of the abolition, um, anti-carceral state side are have come together around this. Um, folks that are on the health side, folks that live... <laughs> right next to where it will be built. Yeah. Um all the like we're all going to be impacted by it. So we have seen this mobilization across the city, across races, across backgrounds, across professions coming together to um really advocate to stop cop city. Um and this has gotten a lot of national and international attention as well. Um and will continue to like I really think like right now like Atlanta's at the epicenter epi- of um a huge movement. Um, and we saw record numbers of public comments um, at the Atlanta City Council, mm-hmm. um, really vocalizing um, residents' desire for this not to be built. Um, I was watching some of the City Council um, public comments on YouTube, 
Um, and it was really energizing to see a bunch of young people, mm-hmm. a bunch of students, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, really talking, um, expressing their desire for this not to be built. Um, but the Atlanta City Council did not listen. Um, <laughs> it's like so bizarre. It's like, <laughs> what? Y'all work for the people, right? They yes. work for the police. Um, so the city council did approve the budget. However, and I think Matthew mentioned this earlier, um, there is an attempt to bring this to a public vote. Um, so we want to flag for any of our listeners, if you are a current resident of the city of Atlanta, and importantly, if you have registered to vote in the city of Atlanta as of October 2021, you are eligible and have the opportunity to sign a petition a petition to get a referendum on the ballot of this November's election so that the people can vote on if this gets approved and if we move forward with Cop City. So if you want more information about that, you should visit copcityvote.com um, and we'll include some more info in the show notes. Um, but yeah, the people don't want this built. Yeah. Stop so. Cop City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but speaking of um, kind of upcoming elections, Paula, did you want to yeah, kind just of close wanna, this out? Sure. <laughs> um, just so you all know, 2024 is an election year. Um, so we will be electing um, the president of the United <laughs> States. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just wanted to flag that it's not only um, Biden versus Trump, maybe. Um, yeah, right. Because he's on his third indictment. Right. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But it's not only going to be a, a presidential election. Um, also, there will be House members and um, senators up for election as well. So just with all of these issues that we've discussed today, we um, highly encourage you all to go research um, in your state, um, also your local city elections, things like that. Like go and research who it is that are pushing um the agendas for us to not all be oppressed um, and vote for those people when the time comes. Um, And particularly 2024, as we were just mentioning, all the power that the president does hold actually to um, make decisions um, across the other branches of government um, and impact our lives. Um, You know, it's a very important election. And so we need all hands on deck, everyone engaged. Um, Yeah, so... Anything Your else vote on that? does matter. Yeah, it absolutely does. It does. Don't we let them we barely, we barely scraped by <laughs> barely. the last election. Barely. <laughs> the old folks say about it, skin of your teeth, okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are you closing us out, Matthew? Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been the Black Health Podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us at B-L-K-H-L-T-H. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, if you like, if you like it there, um, and the talk, the, the clock app as well. Uh, we're on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have some cool events coming up in the fall, so really stay tuned for those. Uh, we'll be announcing uh, a new campaign as well in the fall. Really excited for that yeah. to launch. So make sure that uh, you stay tuned to all of our socials. We'll be posting about those events and those opportunities there. Um, and uh, as always, if you have any recommendations, things that you want to hear about that you think we should be speaking about please let us know um and until then we'll talk to y'all soon wait so where will we be going to detroit 
Uh, yeah, we're going to DC. Detroit, DC. Uh, we'll also be here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so look out for us. Yeah, we'll be in your city. Coming soon. <laughs> Pull up. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>